hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. That's right, there is no T-roll. The venue has changed, and you know what? We have a special guest. Yes. Except he's not a guest. He's an actual member of the podcast who's making his own return. We have Zach, Apple Zach, Markham. And we also have our returning talent who holds it down every single week, Anthony Amato, we like to call Shimato. Fellas, I feel very excited to to say that Apple Zacks has made his triumphant return after months of being in and who knows where. He is back. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh Apple Zacks. Dude, how's it going, man? It's going great, dude. Back from the dead. Yeah. Back, yeah. baby. So what's been going on, man? You been good? Yeah, I'm um, good now. Um so pretty much, I mean, if you guys want to know. Um, I was in jail uh, for smuggling <laughs> drugs uh, across yes. Mexico. Mm. Uh, no, just kidding. That'll get you every time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They get me every time, yeah. dude. Um, but no, I was going through like some health stuff. Um, with my heart, it kept getting like misdiagnosed as anxiety and like uh, a panic disorder and stuff like that. And it wasn't until like January I had what's called an SVT attack, and this was the big one. Not a heart attack, but an SVT attack. So, basically, like, my heart got up to, like, like 220, like, beats per minute. And, like, I had to call the paramedics. They showed up at the apartment door. Like, I thought I was dying for real this time, you know, with all those near-death experiences. And so, they treated me. Um, they got me on the proper medication. Um, and I was already taking the anxiety medication, you know, beforehand. So, um but yeah, man, once the heart medication kicked in, um, everything, you know, started, you know, getting back to normal. Um, I do have like some PTSD from the the whole thing because yeah, it, it, yeah, it was all traumatic events. So I'm getting uh, I'm getting the help I need, man, and um feeling good. Um, you know, great to be back. Uh and I just hope that the scariest chapter, you know, is behind me. But uh unfortunately, you know, the story, uh battle of mental health does go on. I'm just uh, hoping I got through the worst part of it, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, we appreciate having you back. We really do, especially for some Star Wars content, man. Yes. Yeah. Mandalorian Season 3. Kind of convenient. Very very convenient that our resident Star Wars expert is back for Star Wars content. Yeah, man. Yeah. How about that, right? And uh, Episode 19... Mm -hmm. um, Chapter. Chapter 19. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Come on, bro. Chapter 19, The Convert. Um, We... We're going to go ahead and dive in here for our conversation, but before we do, a little business. Like and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or uh, follow us on any one of your podcast catchers uh, at Royal Geek Pod, Royal Geek Podcast. We appreciate you. We, we love you guys for listening. Uh, I'm actually shocked that as many of you listen as you do, but uh, I really appreciate it. So all that aside, we're going to jump in with a spoiler warning for episode or chapter 19 of the convert of Mandalorian season three. So um, let's start off with like general impressions. Okay. Um, Shimato, a general impression of this episode. Um, I, I enjoyed the dive they took into this side path completely unexpected, you know, and I do feel like it was classic Mando style of it's a side mission in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I did enjoy getting to see some extra stuff, getting to see Coruscant 
again was cool. Yeah, that was pretty great. Actually, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought it was you know a really cool thing for them to pull in characters you've already seen and kind of thought you were done with, um, and you know, kind of dive deeper into how they, you know, after interacting with the Mandalorian, um, how they ended up, you know, where they're at now. Yeah, right. and it was it was interesting with you talking about uh, Doctor Pershing, right? Pershing. Like, yeah, when he when they did the like the recap or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And before the episode started, they emphasized Pershing his, his yeah. involvement, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder how, how that's going to contribute. But we got a uh, almost an entire episode dedicated to him and his work. So yep, that him was uh, and, and he, well, even like the the Alia Kim, I think it was her name, mm-hmm. um, or Elia Kim, uh, she or Kane, Kane, sorry, uh, she was. You, you only see her briefly, but she's in a small part. In, yeah, that's true. You know, in a previous season as well. Yeah, uh, Markham, what did you uh, what did you think of the episode? You know, um, I think you're right. It wasn't. I don't think it was like your average Mandalorian episode. Um, you know, I'm used to them. You know, kind of going off and like doing like a side mission. Um, but I feel like in this side mission, like the side mission didn't suck. So, uh, with that being said, I've I've been hearing like a lot of people that you know have been saying that you know this this uh, episode has felt a lot more like Andor versus like Mandalorian and stuff because uh, you know of all the things that you know happened in it. Um, but I love the one thing I did love um, in this episode is we got the intro like in the very beginning yeah. with what happened For in the sure. previous episode, like with the Mythosaur and everything. Yeah, I love how like. Bo-Katan, like, is keeping that close to her chest because yeah. she sees um, Mando as, like, a, you know, like a, not a threat, but, like, a competition. So, you know, she's trying, you know, to restore, you know, Mandalore and be, like, the rightful ruler and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, we get our side mission or whatnot. And then it comes back to, you know, what's going on in the story. So um, I've, I'm just glad I didn't have to wait another episode to, like, see, like, where, like, Mando and then picked up uh, picked off on. Yeah, I think if they didn't add that little piece at the end, I I might have been a little bit disappointed annoyed. in the way that anno- yeah, oh yeah, that might be a better yes. term, annoyed, yeah. and how the episode did not carry on like with the Mandalorian. I thought like I was gonna be very annoyed because the way they cut, I was like, oh, yeah. are you kidding me? Are there about to be ten minutes of credits? <laughs> ten minutes of credits? <laughs> a little much. That's I would have been very annoyed. Yeah, because yep. it was it was the end of the story, and then like then they I was like, okay, okay. They're gonna show us a little bit of Mandalorian because I was I was about to be real annoyed. Yeah, uh, yeah. So overall, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the episode. I don't think it was necessarily the best episode. I will say that opening opening scene with Mando and Bo and their dogfight in space and then on a planet and then just watching the vertical takeoff of the N one. Like how incredible was that, right? Like yeah, um, yeah. So that whole scene was incredible. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that and. I wanted to stay there a little bit longer. I just wanted to see oh, what more. Like, why are they blowing up her castle? Like, what? I want to know. That's that's what I want to know right right now. But yeah, yeah apparently I, we're gonna have to wait. Yeah, I think they did a really good job, like portraying that scene, just showing you know like how good the two of them work together. You know, it's like a partnership and everything, and you know how much stuff they can get done. Yeah, like like it was awesome. Um, I love the fact that, you know, like they, they kept running into like Imperial, like tie interceptors and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it just kept getting, getting bigger and bigger and yes. bigger. Like, yes. who, do, who do you think it is, man? Who do you think it is? I have a guess. I mean, I, I feel like it's, I mean, 
I, I feel it's got to be Gideon again, like in some form or fashion. Like this mm. entire episode was them, in my mind, resetting up for. I mean, it could be a complete misdirect, and there could be a secondary name, and I might you I might know where you're going with that, but mm. it feels like they're at the very least trying to point at Gideon being back. I think there have been too many name drops of Gideon to where... You think it, 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 it is a misdirect? I, I, mean, I, don't, I think I can see it being Gideon. I can see that. What I want it to be, I might say that for a little bit later, but... Well. Would you say if it isn't Gideon, you'd be blue? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Spot on, my friend. Spot on. We'll get there, though. We'll get there towards the end when we start doing some speculation, okay? But mm. as far as the episode goes, okay? Um, I mentioned the vertical takeoff, right? So... Um, Bo-Katan and Mando, they leave Mandalore, right? Which was a pretty pretty weird scene, if I might might say so, when they're in the, the mines of Mandalore and they're, he, she's asking, what what did you see? Did you see anything or anything like that? He's like, no. I, I, he's like, kind of like, I slipped. That's what he, he I, I gathered. He's like, I slipped and I went all the way yeah. down. I didn't realize it was that far down. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, come on. Like, you don't remember anything? Like, come on, help me out here. And she's just like looking back at the water and you can kind of see her gears processing. You can mm-hmm. kind of be her like, oh my goodness, is all this stuff that I've been slandering for the past, who knows how long, like, is it all real? Like, is it all true? That kind of stuff, right? Uh, I think I might also have like a secondary like point on that. Yeah, go for it, man. I yeah. think maybe in a way she is kind of trying to figure out, did the mythosaur present itself to her? Was it like one of those like chosen one situations where uh, she, the mythosaur, purposely only showed himself to her? Like one of those kind of situations. Like so she's trying, she's trying to figure out what she saw if she saw it was real, but also like if other people saw it as well. I think she's trying to figure out first of all if it's real, but I think there's also a possibility of like, I think she has a bit of a like complex in the sense of. Like thinking that she's deserves this in some ways, yeah. And I feel like maybe possibly she's like kind of thinking along those lines as well. I can see that. I think. I don't know. So I think that she wasn't expecting it. I think she knows like some sort of like you know old myth or like some childhood you know storytelling thing about a myth myth still existing. Um, but like locked like deep, deep, deep in like in the in the crust of Mandalore. Um, and she even mentioned like when the you know, when he fell, he said he saw like the column of the structure like following uh falling, you know, in front of me. Um, and she said, you know, it's it wasn't that shallow, it's because of the, you know, the purge and the bombings. Yeah. So which insinuates that something opened up, Mythosaur came out and she saw the Mythosaur, she's like, Oh, it is real. The legends yeah. were true. I could use this to my advantage mm. and take back, you know, Mandalore. Interesting. Cause okay. Because if, if she if she's able to tame that Mythosaur, the only thing that would be stopping her from like, you know, laying claim to her right would be the Dark Saber. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's gonna be interesting to see how that storyline plays out because um, just where we saw at the end. Like, I, I want to get there in a little bit later, but so, but we'll we'll get back to that topic. But. uh Moving on, they like they they fly back to the Cavalli. Is that what it's called? Right, I believe. I sounds think. about right. Uh, yeah, sounds yeah. right. Um, we don't, we don't care. We're average Joes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, and so Tie Fighters are on their on their tail. 
and uh, she's like, I'm not gonna be able to, I'm not gonna be able to land. Uh, you're gonna have to get out. And like, and he's like, oh, sure, sure thing. He jumps out. He's falling. I thought I could have swore that he was gonna like take out a take out a Tie Fighter uh, while he was falling with some sort yeah, of rocket. That would have been, been super cool. So cool. Um, I, I would have been. It would have been hilarious to just see him literally take it out with his suit. Oh, you like, get the like, best like just the yeah, weight the, of the yeah, best card exactly. just like tears through, right through it. and that it's just like actual like sick. velocity. Yeah. But, that uh, would have been sick. But it was also sick seeing him just turn on his jetpack at just the right amount of time to slow him down enough yeah. to land, uh, do like a little roll, I guess, and land, and then he hops in. But that vertical takeoff, man, oh my gosh, how epic was that, dude? He's sitting there, they're getting ready to annihilate him, and he just goes, boom, straight up. I'm like, holy crap, man. Yep. Uh, Pelly did some work in that uh, N1, man. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, yes. dude. But uh, that scene was incredible. And then the, the just, just the fight scene that, that took place after that, the weaving and in and out, and the, the fact that they were so coordinated with their attacks. Yeah. It was just, it was great to see that. And, uh, and, and you see all of the other ships coming in. And he's like, where is it coming from? Where are these ships coming from? I want to know. Like right now, this episode I wanted to do. Yeah. But we didn't. Instead, we get a cutaway scene of them going into hyperspace saying, I sent you coordinates, right? Yes. And then we get Dr. Pershing giving a speech about cloning. Yes. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, he's back. Where are we going here? What was your guys' thoughts when we saw Coruscant leading into Coruscant to um, Dr. Pershing? Um, In general, like with Dr. Pershing, I feel like he's, he is um, very like honest in his like rebuking of the empire and the remnants afterwards and, and, and that thing. So I feel like it is, it was a truthful and honest, um, like departure for him. Like he was, it's very much like you see throughout history, even like real life history where scientists, they sometimes get caught up in things they shouldn't be caught up in because those are the people sometimes who are willing to pay for your research. And I feel like for him, he was being presented as one of those scientists who was kind of pulled into this world and who was willing to be a part of it because they were willing to, you know, be a part of something that he, and he felt like he could make a difference in the world by doing his research, even if it was under the, under the control of somebody who may not be doing the right thing. Yeah, and that theme kind of continued throughout the entirety of the episode because they were just like, "Will it benefit the uh, the new republic?" And yes. he's like, "Yes, this thing will like save lives." And he gave the whole speech about if he could just have replicated his mother's heart, I believe, uh, then yes. then they would have been able to save her and yeah. think of all the good they can do. And then leading up to the like when he's being questioned or in, in, interviewed, and he's like, "So." the good of the new Republic oversees, uh, any everything and all, else. everything else. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, yes, it does. And that look in his eye, like I gotta, I gotta do this research. And it was just interesting seeing that the fact that they had the, uh, amnesty quarters, like wherever they're staying. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they were all like defects of, of the empire and, yeah. or not, I guess they're not defects anymore. I guess, uh, refugees, I guess, um, uh, sort of, I, I think they're kind of in between, um, there's they're kind of like a mix between refugees and kind of POWs in a way. Like yeah. they're that's how I kind of see them. Yeah, because they're like, like you're con- confined to a certain perimeter and that kind of stuff. And the fact that I feel like a lot of them were legitimately POWs. Like yeah. they were originally they were taken from different Empire, yeah. things. That not I don't think all of them came willingly from the um, from the Empire. I think they were 
people who are potentially in positions where they could be helpful to the New Republic, and then they are attempting to, um, you know, correct the behavior, and then I'll br- potentially bring them in amnesty and use them. Yeah, and I guess they they call it the rehabilitation program, right? I believe. I, I believe so. Yeah. And so, so they're obviously doing some work with them to, which we see later on in the episode to, uh, yeah. get them reestablished into the new republic, which I found very interesting because. I don't know. I just didn't picture the the freedom that Luke, Leia, and Han were fighting for to kind of to kind of be so like you know the mind flare. Like they, he said at the yes. end, like that was a mind, like to be no, so like that. No, it's not yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just didn't. I don't picture that what they were fighting for turning into that. Yeah, and I've said this on like you know on like other you know Star Wars content and stuff that we we've covered. You know the. You know, sometimes the Rebel Alliance, the New Republic, like they're not they're not always going to be the good guys, you know. And so, like the vibe I was getting from you know you know this scene or this little you know side mission or whatnot, um, is that you know they have spies to set up to you know make it look like that. Hey, let's you know let's get back into the Empire and do some you know Empire stuff, um, just so they could turn in you know their fellow friend or you know somebody who has bad intentions, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's because the New Republic is wanting to know what the Empire was searching, get their hands on it, and then use it how they think it's going to benefit the good yeah. of the galaxy. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel is, like yeah. Kane. Like I don't, I don't know. She she okay. So I, I feel like there are a couple of possibilities yeah. with her, and like I understand what you're getting at there. But I think Which is a possibility. It the, could happen. The, but. I think the first po- uh, of course, the the most one of the. Possibilities, of course, that she's actually working for, um, it, working for someone else, whether it be Moff Gideon or somebody along those lines, and that she, no, she wanted to figure out what Pershing actually knows and mm-hmm. things like that, and yeah. then she was going to wipe his mind, um, or I mean, I think there is a possibility that she actually is working for the New Republic, and maybe. I, who knows? Especially with the fact that she said this is a friend. I wanted to help. Like now, like, I think there's a possibility. Like, what if this isn't the first time he's gone through this treatment? Because it says it wipes her, wipes his mind. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what if he's cycling? Dude, like, that would be like that'd be very interesting. Um, and that and that's what she's doing is she's wiping him to get him back to like a starting point and seeing if he's gonna keep on getting trying to, to do what he is doing. It would be kind of like an add-on to what you were kind of saying kind of like, about trapping people who are in like this empire mindset, right? You know, like and maybe, see where they go with like, it. Like maybe she's trying to get him to get to like a specific point of where like he remembers or like in some sort of you know vital research, but they keep getting caught, and then she keeps having to play the part of oh yeah, we caught him, let's turn him in, and then wipe his mind and start over, and then like all right, we can't do this next time, let's try this. Mm. I also think it's possible that she's working for Gideon, and Gideon kind of wanted him to be either like she, he, like Gideon does not want anything that he knows to get out. Right. So her mission was to, you know, wipe his mind yeah. and find in, out what he knows. Yes, and then, and then wipe his yeah. mind, and that's why she did what she did at the so end. So I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's pretty clear that. She is working for somebody, whether it's New Republic or Empire. I think it's more likely going to be the Empire, and or at this point, I guess New Order, um, potentially, or the starting yeah. startings of the New yeah. Order. 
and where I, I, I mean, I really think that she's working for them and whether it's Gideon or somebody else, it's most likely going to be like the emperor or somebody who directly under the emperor at this time. But I do think that that's what we're going to see. And I don't know. (sighs) Okay. Here's my thing. This whole side quest of the doctor, if this is just a ploy to like retcon the sequel trilogies and just because they mentioned cloning and they, the emperor like trying to get his hands on cloning and that paired with what's going on in the bad batch right now, like with cloning and the Kaminoans and <laughs> if this is all one big giant retcon to make the ending of uh, star Wars nine make more sense, then I don't like this. Okay. Then I don't like this at all. What I want this to actually do is to have a payoff. I want this to actually be more than just this episode if they showed it. Like if they because they showed it in this episode, I want it to be more than this episode. But yeah. if this is just a one off, just to kinda oh, the Empire has their hands back on cloning technology because they gathered all the stuff, the tools that it needed, right? In the in the case that she ha- now has. Yeah. Then I I am not on board for that. I don't want them just doing this just to retcon that. I don't know. Thoughts? Um, I feel like there's a lot of fans out there right now that's very interested in, you know, the cloning and everything. Um, uh, I think more so to the facts, I mean, definitely not, you know, with episode nine, like in that, in that garbage, but you know, with the, like, I'm gonna say it again, like the, with people who like played like the force unleashed video games, you know, uh, in episode two or, uh, the second video game, you know, Vader, you know, cloned Jedi. And it was like a huge, like you know, research thing. Even though that stuff's not canon, it's still on the minds of Star Wars fans. Yeah, it's on the so, verge of being canon. Yeah, maybe. we'll c- see. Correct. Yeah, and so I really do hope that this is like a gateway into introducing that, and then hopefully Star Killer. Like, there's there's rumors about him becoming canon. I've, I've been hearing other things. Right. Um. Just so we can get like that aspect of of everything, because uh, it is it is very intriguing. Um, and who knows, they might do both. It might be like you know, in order to get that part of the storyline and introduce that you know into the Star Wars universe, and to you know, kind of clean up you know Episode Nine's mess. Yeah. So I don't know, Shimano, how you feel about that one? Um, I mean, I just I I think there's they're trying to create more things that are politically intriguing inside the universe. Mm, yeah. Um, like, cause I think, you know, they, you, you can see with the way they went with Andor. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. They're trying to kind of do those kind of things that are sort of not always directly related to the Jedi and things like that. In the sense of, you know, you don't always need a force wielder or someone shooting a blaster, yeah. you know, kind of making it a bigger scale. Interesting. Right. Yes. A bigger scale. Of the like universe. You're, you're, you're getting a more like roll rounded view of the universe yeah. in, in a lot of ways. So I think that's really cool that they're doing that. I mean, they have been mentioning cloning quite a bit, even down to like, Oh, and Boba Fett Think of how many times they showed Camino. Oh Just yeah. Like to show you, even though that's a big part of his storyline, but it's also like, Hey, cloning, cloning, to keep cloning. in mind, everybody. Yes, yeah. like it, it, it's it's you, you didn't necessarily need those random scenes where you see you know the ship fly away on the planet of Camino. So right. I feel like they are trying to potentially just keep that in our mindset. Yeah, I you agree. know of what is potentially going on. <sighs> Interesting, man. Uh, so yeah, we'll see where this actually ends up panning out in the storyline of Mandalorian. But uh, we do touch base with them again as they come out of um, 
they come out of the, the space and they land yes. on a planet where um, the Mandalorians have found a second home, I guess, in this cave. Yep. And I, I loved how they were approaching. And he said, if you, it's, it's best if you just leave your helmet on. Uh, yeah. Make things a lot easier. And when he said that, I immediately had the thought of like, holy crap, she bathed in the waters and she didn't take her helmet off. So yep. technically she's redeemed and here she goes. And then later on in the episode, we see and and the the armor straight up tells her, you're redeemed too. You didn't take your helmet yes. off. You may not believe this, but guess what? You are and, and we welcome you. And I found it very intriguing that the, okay, you can't see any faces. It's all, it's all masks and helmets and armors and everything like that right and he she tell the armor tells Bo-Katan like you're redeemed and uh you're one of us and you're welcome they're all patting her giving her like like yes. side hugs and so I'm and, not gonna lie kind of reminded me of like a greeting at church no, no yeah. for sure like I got that I got that vibe get that vibe but you also get the, you you get the vibe 100% trust me but you also get the vibe that she kind of likes that i mean i i, I think i think she kind of does in some ways because she likes the idea of belonging mm-hmm. um and she's kind of rebuilding her her people like if, yes. she, if she can somehow turn them to join her cause then she's kind of reestablishing herself yeah and i think she does kind of understand like the idea that this outside group can become a launching board towards getting everything back that right. she wants exactly in the sense of i feel like she purposely uh, she knows to play the role that she needs to and i think that kind yeah. of le- comes from the fact of even though she was kind of the more rebellious of the family of yeah. the, uh but she understands like being a princess can be, is a very and the generally in the star wars universe is a political position a lot of times more than it is the kind of like disney princess view that we think of when we think of you know a princess right. um we yeah. think of them it's more of a political position even like down to like queen amidala was that's a that was actually a political position um, even Princess Leia was very, very political, involved, you know, yeah. related. Yeah. So I do think she understands like the political responsibilities and how to play those roles. And, you know, she doesn't have to say, you know, things she could have just been like, you know what? And just took off her helmet and been like, I'm not a part of this. Right. She could have, you know, right. or, or she could have just straight up said, no, I'm not a part of this. Even Armour was like, Hey, uh, in our eyes, we're a part of you. She'd be like, "I don't want to be a part of your cult." Yeah. Like she could have just been like, "No, yeah. Yeah. I'm good." I did. I didn't get the vibe that she liked it. I got the vibe that she could use it. And like with that being said, like everything's like lining up like like dominoes, man. Like for her, for her, and like uh, Dinjan to like you know go head to toe, uh, where they're competing, you know, for the title. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what it's going to end up to. Yeah, but I feel like Mando doesn't really care. He only he only cares about <laughs> Grogu. Like that's all he cares about. Right? He cares now because he's redeemed, hmm. and he's got Grogu. Like there is no more mission to get him back to his people. Like, like yeah, Grogu's a little Mandalorian man. They're gonna make him a helmet. I really wish they you do. Know, they're gonna put I, it on. I like, that would be hilarious. That would be awesome. And I don't yeah. even know how you make that helmet for those years, man. Yeah, dude. And um, did you guys see like all the Mandalorian armor? Everything. Did you guys recognize it? Uh, go do gone. No. All right, dude. The one Mandalorian that I saw, I promise you, the person underneath that helmet 
is Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's I did not be. expect that <laughs> at all. Dude, what? Explain no, that. No, no, uh, there's no explanation. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. What in the, what yeah. claims the, are you me, making me, over here? Misa the way, bro. Misa no. the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Uh, all right. But so, no, but yeah, I, this was after his career as a Sith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural progression of things. That's all it is. Uh, he went from senator, right? Wasn't he a senator in the yes. last we saw him? Yes, senator, he was a senator. to Dar- Dark, uh, uh, Darth, Darth uh, Binks to then uh, Mando Binks. Ma- Mando yeah. Binks. So, uh, gosh, man, I can't believe we got there. Um, yeah, dude. So, who blew up our castle? Right, like that's that's the question moving into the next episode, which. I have a sneaking suspicion that that's not going to get answered this episode. I really do. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, so who I think it is is who you alluded to earlier and who I believe you were alluding to earlier, but I could be wrong, but it's you, definitely you Thrawn. Wanna do it? It's Thrawn, uh, right? I was going to say Thrawn. we all say it on three, but yeah, uh, Admiral it, Thrawn. Yeah. Because uh, here's, here's the reason why, dude. Here's yeah. the reason why. That blowing up of the castle was way too personal. I felt like that same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to, like, chase you and capture you. Mm-hmm. But, like, th- like first of all, they were chased by, what, like, five or six, you know, tie interceptors. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. You know, like, we could, we could you know, we could fight them. We can get back to the ship, dogfight those, you know. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but then, you know, they get back. He gets to a ship. You know, they, you know, take a couple out. Uh, and then, boom, coming up on the, coming up on our castle. Yeah. Her family, right. her family castle, right? Blow to bits oh man. for sure smithereens yeah and then the rest of the cavalry comes in like dude this was well way like well too orchestrated personal it was very yeah, personal this was personal and so then i got to thinking like i i got the feeling it was personal and so then i was like hmm what could that be right and it's got to be thrown right the and the only reason why i don't think it was gideon is because it it didn't I mean, it happened to Mando, but it wasn't intended for Mando. This happened to Bo Katan. Yes, this was a deliberate attempt on Bo, is what I felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also saw some stuff going around. Okay, a potential like uh, I'm not saying this is what it is. Yeah. But whose ship was parked there? Mando's ship was parked there. So maybe it was meant for Mando. Mando. He knew that Mando's ship was there, so he assumed Din Djarin was there as well. And that's why he bombed the castle. But do they? But, but I'm trying to remember. But do, do they even know that the N1 belongs to Mando now? Moff Gideon wouldn't know that. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I, know. I was just throwing that out there as yeah. a possibility. That's, you no, know? that's good. That's good. But I mean, I mean, if it's if it's Thrawn, that mm-hmm. would be phenomenal. Another uh, thing, Ahsoka's right around the corner this year at right. some point, and so he's rumored to have a massive involvement there. So what better way to introduce the character to the live action universe than in Mandalorian? So right. yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's a strong possibility. I think what's gonna end up happening is like we're gonna get to like the end of season three and then they're just gonna drop Thrawn um as like a um like a preview, you know. Because uh, what what's after what's after Mandalorian three? Is it Ahsoka? I believe it's Ahsoka. I think yeah. so, yeah. And then Skeleton Crew after that. Or actually it might be Skeleton Crew and then Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be a nice little like character introduction. I think so. And then and Mandalorian is I don't know, it's 
kind of been known for like intertwining uh series with Boba Fett and, and Mandalorian yeah. having like a very solid Oh yeah, uh, they were basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They so are not the same. The best part of Boba Fett was Mandalorian. Like that yeah. was <laughs> that I was mean, the case. Well, well, I mean, there's always a joke that Boba Fett is just season two point five Mandalorian. Right, correct. Oh correct. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like this next episode has a lot to make up for. Because um, what I was left on the table, like this, this last episode, they left a lot on the table. I think, and I, mean, I really want that picked up. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have a lot of faith, though. I mean, you, yeah. you, when you actually go back and watch season one and two of Mandalorian, especially, you're like, oh, yeah, there was these entire side missions. Like, I mean, you, you, I mean, we remember them, but it's also like. But then they got really good content in as well. Like they yeah. balance it well enough to where you're like, okay, um, you know, you're okay with it. Like in the moment, lots of times you're not okay with it because yeah. you watch an entire episode and you're like, you kind of get like that knot in your stomach a little bit because you're like, well, they just wait, like wasted, quote unquote, potentially like seventy five percent of an episode yeah. on something that isn't related to this, and we only have eight episodes. And you know, the more and more, I mean, I mean, not to, th- I mean, to throw, but you know, the Marvel content, you know, we we get these like moments where you get tense, and you're like, because you just don't feel like they're gonna have enough time. Rushed. But yeah. so far, Mandalorian has done a really good job of, you know, they have these side missions, but they're also very much they keep themselves in line. Yeah. So one of the feelings they had after watching this episode was like. Oh, that was actually a very uh, intriguing, uh, very yeah. fascinating storyline with the Doctor. Oh, yeah. And, and I then, really enjoyed it. And then I was like, but what the heck is that going on with Mando, man? Bring me back yes. to Mando. Like, I was just, like, enraged. Like, okay, that was cool. Nice little fun side story. But get me back to the freaking action, man. You give me a cool yeah. dog fight in the beginning, and then you don't give me anything else until the end. And, like, come I, on. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I do not care about Pershing, like, at all. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. Like, uh, like we got the little sob story, man. That sucks, you know, about his mom. But yeah. I, I'm not here to watch that, dude. I'm here to watch Mando. Like, if they do, like, you know, figure out the whole. I get, I get it. They have to, you know, pursue a story, mm-hmm. pursue a lead. You well, know, see, that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. It better mean something. Like, it be- the the fact that we are here looking at. Pershing and everything that he's dealing with, yeah, it better mean something in Mandalorian's in life. Right. Maybe it means nothing about Pershing. Maybe it's about the, Kane. Yeah. Maybe the real. Maybe this is about you know building up the story of whoever's going to be the right hand person of Thrawn. You know, hmm. like it, her. I mean, yeah, like whoever's going to be, or maybe you know they're going to build up something where maybe she's a certain agent that we. You know, maybe they're gonna redo the storyline of a certain mm. agent that we know. Mm. I don't know, man. Maybe may, maybe it'll mean something. You know, when they make it important. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like when they when they finally you know s- you know make something a certain something canon, then it'll probably mean something to me. But as of right now, get that get that junk out of here, dude. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's Mando time. Exactly. That's that. That was my thought, but yeah, I, I mean, I still, I still thought it was an intriguing, at least. So. Oh yeah, I, de- I definitely found myself like, kind of pull, really pulled into the story. Right. There was some really cool stuff, and there, although I felt like Pershing was exceedingly naive. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, for sure. What, but <laughs> yeah, what, one of the scenes that stood out to me was as soon, immediately after he gave his presentation. And he's walking down the stairs, and he's having the conversation with the one dude. And then they three people interrupt him in a row, and he he never goes back to finishing his thought about the, with the one guy he was talking to. And that just kind of stuck with me. And it was just like, 
that guy's never going to finish that story about about with with Pershing and what they were talking about. And yeah. It, just, yeah. it was a weird interaction. It just, I don't know. Uh, everyone was gravitating. Oh, it's, your work is in, in, amazing. Like, a good job. Like, I, you're you struggled so much. You suffered. Boo. Like, yeah. I don't. Know. It was an it was an interesting scene, but that one just kind of stood out to me. Yeah. Um. But I mean, any other final thoughts on this episode? You guys had? Nah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope we do get a full Mando episode next week. I really do. Um, I mean, the only thing that I would say is, like, I have a feeling that those Star Destroyers are not, you know, uh, they're, they are not incapacitated. Uh, you know, and I would believe that, too. Okay, how about not a full Mando episode? How about a, a reverse ratio? How about that? Is that better? Seventy five percent Mando yeah. and twenty five percent whatever heck's going on with uh, Kane and Pershing. Yeah, I will say I will say something. All right, and I just thought about it on the fly. Okay, something that was a little weird that I think you know all three of us overlooked. Right before they were attacked by those Tie Fighters, Grogu babbled something, and it felt like Mando and Bo Katan just kind of looked at him in shock. Hmm. Interesting. And it was right after, like, he said, this is the way. Do you think he said this is the way in his language? Or maybe. Or he said something. Are his first words going to be this is the way? I think so, dude. Buy or sell? I think it's already. Uh, I'll buy that. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Shimano, uh, buy or sell his first, first words are going to be this is the way. Sure. I think it'll be a very interesting I'm selling that. I don't think it's gonna be. I think you it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be uh, Daddy Pedro Pascal. That's what I think. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but maybe I don't know. Dude, man, um, I wish I was a little kid, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, anyway, I think that's a good place to stop before we're right, yeah. uh, out of control. Anyway. So, appreciate you guys listening and or watching. Um, follow us, like, subscribe, all that fancy stuff on YouTube. Uh, follow us on all our socials. Um, we yep. got uh, Instagram. We got some fun stuff going on on Instagram right now. Um, if it's March Madness, go ahead and check out the Anime Madness we got going on there. Uh, these two are not involved, but uh, me and the other bros are on, are definitely doing our thing. So, cool. um, at Royal Geek Pod, follow us, and uh, we really appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, special shout out to Apple Zacks for returning um, to the podcast. We yeah, man. look forward to having more and more content with you in the near future. Yeah, man. So, Glad to be back. Uh, I'm also uh, I'm also on Twitch. Uh, that's right. Yeah, he if is. You guys, if you guys want to see me on Twitch, just uh, comment and I'll uh, give out my info. Yes, there you go. He's uh, building a pretty massive following on uh, on Twitch. So yep. Yeah, it's getting pretty big. Hitting the double digits. So for the gamers out uh, there, this is your guy. All right, yeah, man. We cover all things Royal Geek, man. We got the gamers, we got the anime dweebs and or weebs, and then we got uh, Shimato, the movie freaks and the TV freaks. So, and then we got T Roll, who is just the lovable T Roll host, who we all love. Yeah, dude. His uh, innocence and in all these shows that we corrupt him with. <laughs> anyway, I've said enough. For Sandy, Applezax, and Shimato, thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek podcast, and we will see you next time. You peasants.